Good afternoon to my brothers and my sisters who are listening to this recording. Welcome to Be Encouraged with Kimmy. Let me be your cheerleader podcast. I am Kimberly Durai, your favorite podcast host. And I would like to thank each and every one of you for taking the time out to listen to this podcast and for allowing me to submit to you. Today, ladies and gentlemen, I will be speaking from what God has been speaking to me about which is our name being changed by him. When God changes a person's name and gives them a new name, it usually means new identity. In simpler terms, they are destined for a new mission in life. This is encouraging because it shows us that God never stops moving and changing us. You see, our new name serves as a reminder that we are not who we used to be. Though God can still use us, and use our experiences for our good, a name change represents an an internal metamorphosis which starts from the inside and then out. Let me give you an example. My nickname when I was younger used to be Kimbo Slice. You know, like the street fighter. Because I indeed used to get into some bad altercations with other girls. I mean, I was a feisty old thing and had boldness way back then. But God, when I gave my life over to him, not only did he restore my dignity, but he gave my original name new meaning and drew me back to his original intent for my life. So yes, to my brothers and my sisters, as you can see, I am a changed woman. And if you would like for me to go Bible this morning, I would like to pose the question, has God changed your name? While answering this question, I would like to give you all a few examples of name changes in the Bible. Number one, first and foremost, let's start out with Saul, whose name was eventually changed to Paul. As we all know, Saul used to eradicate Christians because he believed he was acting in the name of God. In fact, some would consider Saul a Bible day religious terrorist. Acts 8 and 3 states he began ravaging the church entering house after house and dragging off men and women. He will put them in prison. But God changed his life forever when he met Saul on the road to Damascus. In Acts 9 verses 1 through 22, in a nutshell, Saul was caught in a bright light from heaven that caused him to fall face down on the ground. He heard the words, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? He replied, who are you, Lord? Jesus answered directly and clearly. I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. Now, what does that tell us? God will meet us wherever we are. So sure enough, in Romans eleven thirteen, we see Saul being referred to as Paul, the apostle to the Gentiles. So what can we take from Saul's name change? Number one, God can save anyone. Number two, in order to be effective in the kingdom, there should be some level of humility because we all know that in order for Paul to be all things to all people, he had to be humble. And number three, while we are all special to God, it doesn't matter who you are and where you come from. Anyone can surrender their life over to God because all things are possible. Amen. Number two, let's look at someone by the name of Levi, who was now known as Matthew. Levi, also known as Matthew, was the son of Alphaeus. Matthew was a tax collector, also referred to as a publican in the town of Capernaum. 
tax collectors were absolutely despised by their own culture because they worked for Roman government and enriched themselves by collecting taxes from their own people. And I mean dishonestly collecting excessive amounts. If you want biblical reference, please see Luke 19 and 8. Tax collectors such as Levi at the time were seen by the religious elite as very sinful people. So sinful that even spending time with them could immediately tarnish a good person's reputation. Matthew 9 verses 10 through 11. However, Levi was one of the tax collectors whom Jesus saved. When called by Jesus, Levi immediately left his tax collection booth and followed the Lord. Matthew 99 and his name was changed to Matthew. He left behind the source of his riches. He left his position of security and comfort for traveling, hardship, and eventual martyrdom. He left his old life for a new life with Jesus. So what does Matthew's conversion tell us? Well, men and women of God, I can tell you two things. That number one, giving up your old lives for a new life in Jesus is always worth the risk. And it always means it's leading to purpose, right? Number two, Jesus loves and goes after those he considers the least likely because if he didn't, none of us would be here today. Number three. Now, let's look at Abram, who, as we know today, called Abraham. God changed Abram's name, meaning high father, to Abraham, meaning father of a multitude, Genesis 17 and 5. This name change took place when God gave Abraham the covenant of circumcision. God also reaffirmed his promise to give Abraham a son, specifically through Sarah, and told him to name his son Isaac, meaning laughter. Abraham had another son, Ishmael, through Sarah's handmaiden, Hagar. But God's promise to bless the nations through Abraham was to be fulfilled through Isaac's line from whom Jesus descended. Matthew 1, verses 1 through 17, Luke 3, verses 23 through 38. The physical Descendants of Abraham and Sarah's Abraham's wife, that is, formed many nations. In a spiritual sense, their descendants are even more numerous. Galatians 3.29 says that all who belong to Jesus Christ, Jew, Gentile, male or female, are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to promise. So, what can we learn from this name change? 1. Live by faith and not by your own human understanding. Number two, trust the process. It's the journey that makes us who we are today. And three, no matter what it looks like, how long it takes, stay focused on the promise. Nothing worse, nothing is worse than selling for an Ishmael when God promised you an Isaac. Now, I felt that because some of us get discouraged when the tough times get going. But the fact of the matter is, in order for us to be who God created us to be and get what we are supposed to get, we need to keep our eyes on the prize and not be shaken every which way. Number four, lastly, let's look at Jacob, whose name was changed to Israel. God changed Jacob's name, which meant supplemented to Israel, meaning having power with God. Genesis 32, 28. This happened after Jacob had taken Esau's birthright, Genesis 25, and stolen Esau's blessing, Genesis 27. Fled from his brother to his uncle Laban, Genesis 28. Married Leah and Rachel, Genesis 29. Fled from Laban, Genesis 31. And then wrestled with God as we prepared to meet Esau. Jacob 
tricked his brother, was tricked by his uncle, then tricked his uncle, Genesis 30, and was now going through his brother's territory to escape his angry uncle. He'd heard that Esau was going to come out and meet him and feared for his life. That night, Jacob wrestled with the man who later identified himself as God. Jacob held on to God until he obtained a blessing. It was at this point that God changed his name. No longer would Jacob be a supplementer and a man who was no good, but rather he would be identified as a prince that had power with God and with men and prevailed. And this is referenced in Genesis 32 and 28. So what can we learn from the life of Israel, formerly named Jacob? Number one, God has a plan for your life. Number two, God doesn't need our help. On this point, I would like to say that some of us feel that we have to lie, manipulate, control a plan that has already been laid out for us because we have yet to understand that God is sovereign. And number three, God has not forgotten about you, but will always remember you. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, put some respect on your new name because God wants to give you a new life in pursuit of him. Now let's go to God in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you, God, for what you're doing in all of our lives. I thank you, God, for the new name you have given each and every one of us. God, we bless you and we honor you on this Saturday afternoon, Lord God. We thank you, God, that you are just a good, good God. You are a gracious God. You're an awesome God. You're a mighty God. And we just appreciate all the things that you have in store for us and we appreciate the things that you have already done for us lord god we thank you god that 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 at the appointed time lord god you will reveal more and more to us lord god and we thank you god and we honor you god for all that you are doing we thank you god for our new name for our identity in you we thank you god that we are fearfully and wonderfully made we are made in the likeness of your image we thank you god that that we are beautiful inside and out and we thank you god that while we love the paintings of picasso and mona lisa and da vinci we thank you god that we are your masterpiece lord god I thank you, God, that you consider us the righteousness of God, Lord God. And I thank you, God, that there is no such thing in condemnation of in Christ Jesus, Lord God. And I thank you, God. I thank you, God, and that we are just honored to just be in your presence right now. We thank you, God, that 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 your presence is is with us wherever we go and we thank you god that you are the great i am you are the great shepherd you are that i am i am and we thank you god that with you there's endless possibilities or god there's no there's no ending to where we can go and how far we can reach lord god all we have to do is trust you and honor your leading lord god we thank you god for the leading of the holy spirit we thank you god for the guidance of the holy spirit and we thank you god that you are you dwell within us lord god and i thank you god that because of you lord god we are who we are and we are where we are lord god and i thank you god that weeping may endure for a night but joy comes in the morning we may not understand right now what our name means and where we are today lord god but in due time you will um help us to understand by and by and i thank you god and i honor you god that you are just a wonderful god and i thank you god that you are just a magnificent god and i thank you god that your name is holy and righteous 
righteous, Lord God. And I thank you, God, that while you are holy and righteous, Lord God, we can lay naked before you and unashamed, Lord God. I thank you, God. I thank you, God, that we can be transparent with you if we don't understand something. We can be honest with you, Lord God, if someone does something that we don't like, Lord God. And we thank you, God, that none of it has to do with our identity, Lord God, because you look at us as blameless before you, Lord God. And I thank you, God, and I honor you, God, that that you are the same God as you were yesterday, as you are today, as you will be forevermore. So we thank you, God, for your faithfulness, Lord God. We thank you, God, that regardless of where we are in our walks, Lord God, you still give us a new name. We thank you, God, that each and every day, Lord God, we can press towards the mark, Lord God, of the high calling in Christ Jesus. And I thank you, God, and I honor you, God, with my hands lifted, Lord God, that you are just the almighty, all-powerful, all-knowing, all-sufficient God, Lord God. And I thank you, God, that you are sufficient, Lord God. And I thank you, God, that you are sovereign, Lord God, that you are a supreme God. And I thank you, God, that you are just an amazing God. And I thank you, God, that, that you have given us that holy boldness, that you have given us that faith, Lord God, to walk the walk and talk the talk. And I thank you, God, that our new name gives us a new meaning in life, Lord God. And I thank you, God, for the internal metamorphosis, Lord God, that you do for us from the inside and then out, Lord God. So I thank you, God, for all that you do. I thank you, God, that we're all like caterpillars going into a cocoon, Lord God. And I thank you, God, that when it's time for us to come out, we spread our wings like a beautiful butterfly. And I thank you, God, and I honor you, God, and I worship you, God. I thank you, God, for all that you're doing in all of our lives, the new, the old, the present, Lord God. I thank you, God, for it all, Lord God, because it's all going to work out for our good. Your word says that all things work together for your children because they love you and they're the called according to your purpose so i thank you god and i honor you god and i bless you god in jesus name amen family i encourage each and every one of you to look up what your name means in the natural um I, as a leader in a ministry called real prayer movement i would say that um I would say that uh, that my name means to 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 uh, to reign. It means uh, it means to reign. It may it means to rule. And so I would just like to be a leader that leads from the front. And so as I Google my name, I will tell you the exact definition of what Kimberly means. It means from the metal of the royal fortress. So I am royalty. So what does your name mean? Now that I have modeled what my um, birth name means, I want you to go and look up what your birth name means and see how the Lord uses your name and gives you a new name. Amen. Have a good day, family, and I love you all. See you next week.